0: Hey, I'm Vinny. And I'm Nat. And this is the Relatively Fit Podcast. Hello! Hello. You didn't laugh. This is our second take, by the way. Our second take. And the first take, she just burst out into laughing. And I mean, like, how, how many episodes have we done? And you can't control the opening laugh. I
1: just can't. It's just...
0: She looks like a child getting in trouble right now.
1: (laughs) That's why I'm laughing because I'm nervous. I'm hot. Excuse me. Oh, God. Naked. Oh,
0: God. You're going to get naked. You're going to get naked, naked. naked.
1: I want to get naked. I want to get
0: naked, naked. It's hot, man. Okay. And if you know the stress, oh, my gosh. So Natalie lives in, like, a forest. No, she doesn't. She lives in like the countryside. No, she doesn't. But she lives like out of London, kind borders of borders of the countryside. Borders darling. of the countryside. And basically, I wasn't come from home. I drive. I wasn't come from home, and I was driving, driving. Obviously, Waze. If you know, if you you're a driver, Waze is an app that it is a navigation app. So it shows you where to go. Mm. Um, and it. Make sure you avoid the traffic. Anyway, long story short, I wasn't coming from home, so it sent me some different way. And then all of a sudden, I ended up in Chipstead Valley. And then all of a sudden, my phone died. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm driving along cow and sheep in a single file lane type situation. And I'm clearly going to be the only black in the village here. So I think I should turn around. Bye. (laughs) Um, So yeah, it was a little bit traumatic. And I'm hot because yeah it's hot outside and also i was just like oh my god i'm gonna die because
1: so... it's all 40 miles per hour on those country uh-uh, lanes this one it had no limit oh really it was a no
0: limit road. oh exactly. and
1: tractors and tractors well. yeah and
0: horses sometimes tractors horses sheep and cow yeah <laughs> so yes anyway hello hey how's it doing seen better days Ooh, but I've seen I, worse days oh in all. god I think we're gonna we're gonna get onto that a little bit later let's also guys I just want to shout out actually don't know her like real name let's go and have a look quickly but I'm gonna shout out Noonie Fit because that's what she is on Instagram oh yeah I'm gonna shout her out you probably shout her out for a different reason but I'm gonna shout her out because she watches live after lockdown <laughs> does she <laughs> I like
1: her even more now. <laughs> oh my god! Because um, most people are like, "What the hell is she talking about? What kind of program is this?"
0: Finally found someone that watches Life After Lockup. Like, I'm finished. Great minds think alike, um, which is like amazing. And yeah, she sent a little DM the other day of like her TV, and it had like the Life After Lockup thing. And I was just Yay! like, yes, yes, someone who can get involved and we can chat, we can chat, chat about Andrea and Lamar and that very wild situation that they found themselves in. Lamar, 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 Lamar. The one that's from California and he's like, gangbanger, oh, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. And he don't want to meet to, he don't want to meet to where's that place? Utah. Because Utah. there's just, there's just mountains. And the ladies
1: are Mormon.
0: And the ladies, are... anyway. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so if you don't know get to know um
0: what else oh my god did i tell you unexpected is back so remember Me- meerkat meerkat and the baby and i was like <gasps> oh, oh my god meerkat's baby so yes meerkat had a baby
1: she had <laughs> a, a baby, and a baby. <laughs> i don't know that one yet like i need to yeah she had a
0: baby she had a girl she had a little girl oh. yeah which is really sweet so that's back i'm really happy about that um life
1: is just looking good at the moment
0: yeah it's it's looking up it's looking up it's looking for up now. for yeah. now um but yeah i'm liking that we're 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 feeling positive, positive. and we're like sharing some pod- positive vibes we're radiating all of that good good hopefully yes. you feel it and it will like help uplift your day yeah you know we're all
1: in this together
0: oh my god Anyway, <laughs> shall we move on to the next section of our pod? Yes. Inspire of the week. Ow, my feet hurt. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's a new one. Uh, do excuse if you hear any creaks like that. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> we're on new seats today and they they new seats they they feeling the strain of the world clearly because <laughs> they just be groaning every 2 seconds um but in spite of the week in spite of the week it is my turn and i am going to shout out shelly ann yes. Fraser Price. yes miss goodbody Price. oh, oh my yes, god big up
1: yourself <laughs>
0: Well, we are half Jamaican. Well, yes. Um <laughs> A because she's Jamaican. Large up the islands. Um and B because she is currently now the fastest woman alive. Yes. Um, she's the second fast she's um produced the second fastest women's hundred meter time. Yeah. But she is the fastest woman alive. Um And she put out a post when this all happened. And I just wanted to read it because I just thought it was just like such a a lovely reminder. Not necessarily just in sports, but just in everyday life, goals, things that you wish for, things that you hope for. I just thought it was just a really nice thing to share. So she posted, look at God, I have worked and prayed for this moment. It's so important to walk in your purpose and hold on to your dreams. Mm-hmm. When you combine faith with hard work, anything is possible. Focus on the little things you can, con- can control and the bigger picture will come together by itself. Here I am, Zion's mummy, 34 years old and the fastest woman alive. And I just thought that was so nice. Lovely. Um And also from the perspective of like being a woman and then coming back, I say coming back, but going back to your profession after having a child, I mean, I haven't had one, but I know from other people around me, it's not Mm. the easiest of things to do. Um, But yes, I know a lot of mums suffer mum guilt and Mm. trying to like put time into, you know, being a mum and then your career is not always easy. Um, But she's just living proof that, Anything is possible. As long as you put your mind to it, your heart and your soul into it. Yeah. It is possible. And it is possible even if you are a mum, a parent. Yeah. So yeah, I I wanted to big her up. I think she's amazing. Because
1: I remember when um, Serena Williams had her baby, there was so much speculation. Is she going to be the same athlete that she was before? Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, she's one of the greatest that we've seen and we'll ever see in our lifetime. Yeah. Okay, she's had a baby. Great. Whatever happened
0: before and whatever happens now, she's still the greatest. So But yeah. you do you know, I mean, we're kind of well, not really in going off topic. Opinion. But like, um, who was that other athlete? Alison Felix. She was dropped by her yeah. sponsor yeah. um after having a baby. I don't like I just, yeah. Mm. Mm. Anyway. But so not yeah. to ab- overshadow her fantastic achievement. Achievement, Yes. Um, so yes, that is my inspiration of the week. Shelly Ann. Good body. Fraser Prize. Shelly Ann.
1: Good body. <laughs> that, <laughs> girl. that girl. That girl Shelly Ann. Woo.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. But not sorry. Also, um, Okay, so today now, yeah, talk to us, because I feel like I've been doing a lot of talking and I feel like I still need to breathe from my traumatic journey down here. Okay, take a breath, so, take a breath, just breathe and explain to the people what we're going to be talking about today. Okay,
1: darling. All right now? Yeah. Okay. Go. Why are you
0: laughing? Just
1: speak. Up. Uh, I'm in pain.
0: <laughs> Can you guess why? Why? Well,
1: you should introduce me, and then I'll talk about what I gotta talk about.
0: Well, I mean, people know who you are. Well, they might not. This is Nat. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Vinny. And we chat back a shit sometimes, but it's oh, fun. Wow, <laughs> I don't. But it's all—it's all relevant stuff. It's all constructive. Yeah.
1: Anyway, for us to be better people.
0: Today, this is what we're going to be talking about. What mm. are we gonna be talking about? Nat's <laughs> ultra experience. Yeah. Got an experience. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Another rundown episode for you. This is like the second rundown episode in a row. Yeah. It's like a whole rundown treat. Yeah. Uh, Book review, which was really good,
1: which helped me a lot, which leads into what I
0: did at the weekend. So what did you do at the weekend?
1: Oh, you know, I just took a trot across the South
0: Downs as you do. Goodness me.
1: Well... So I did a 50K at the <laughs> weekend on Saturday.
0: Oh, my God. Um, so let's, let's let's kind of actually start from the beginning. Yes. How did you even get to this point? Like, why why a 50K? Why this one? Talk us through the thought process. Yes.
1: You shouldn't have asked that because you know it's going to be messy because oh my God. thought process does not really go... Um... Oh, dear. Okay, so I'll try and... I'll try not, you see, Go on. Just I'll just explain briefly, but I don't know if it's, I feel like I'm quite a creative person and the way I see things in my mind is like, you know, a spider graph with like the main bit in the middle and then you've just got arrows and bits and stuff shooting out of it. That's kind of how my mind thinks. So to give you a clear path to anything is going to be a bit of an issue, but I'm going to mm. try. <laughs> So basically, um, we were in lockdown. Um, Which one? Oh,
0: God. (laughs) Uh, What's the second one? So the one one around November? Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was around November. And I was just feeling some type of way, just like, as I've said before, I like to have a goal or to pinpoint something in the future and work towards it. And there was nothing. I kind of felt there wasn't much to look forward to. Everything was really bleak. It was November and cold. And I wanted something to kind of keep me going. I was running sort of every other day or a couple of times a week, wherever I could fit it in. And just trawling across the Internet. I think I did have a glass of red wine alcohol was involved but it wasn't major levels you think (laughs) or you did I think I did you did (laughs) I did so I was just casually looking through the internet and seeing all races cancelled and things that I was going to do because I did actually get through um the selection for the Chicago marathon but of course that was off so I thought, well, are there any virtual races that I can do? Because I'd already done a virtual race to the Stones. So I was looking for something else. And I think I typed in, you know, races from 10K up to 15. Not meaning to put 50 in the search engine, but I did. And this race came up and I was like, oh, interesting and then read further into it and realised it was a 50K in Bournemouth. And Bournemouth has one of my favourite beaches. I really love Bournemouth. So I was like, yep, I'm going to do that. That was cancelled because that was due to be earlier this year. So I was like, oh, okay, cancelled. Even though I'd started training and everything. So the option was to do Brighton In June or rebook Bournemouth for October. But I had the entry to the London Marathon in October and the Bournemouth race, I think was the week before, something like that. So I was just like, no, too much stress on my body and training and everything. Um, I need to be realistic and I can't handle that. So I decided to go for June thinking oh yeah pleasant weather it'll be (laughs) nice little t-shirt and shorts off you go um yeah 50k I thought you know what this is a goal this is a chance for me to do something out of the ordinary really push myself so I got my card out and paid the people their money (laughs) and that was it (laughs) I was entered into the race and yeah. Fifth of June was the day.
0: <laughs> I mean I have to I have to say like <laughs> um first one in the family to complete an ultra friend congratulations. Thank you. Um but I know <laughs> from personal experience, I mean i you've you've now Nat has now Surpassed my um, marathon tally. I've only done two. Um, I can't remember how much you're on now.
1: Um, right. Okay. So Berlin,
0: New York. You've done about four. Loch Ness. Three. You've done three. Okay, cool. Well, basically. Virtual. London, London so you've done Marathon. London Marathon. Yes. So, okay. So here's the thing, right? I've done two marathons, and I always get to the end and think that I can't do any more. Mm. Like I've, I've just, that's it. But then I always have the thought that maybe I'd do another one. I literally couldn't imagine doing anything more than a marathon because mm-hmm. um, it's so long. So did, um, was there any thought like that in your mind where you was like, where you actually kind of registered the distance and was like, oh shit, like that's a long way. That's like (laughs) more than I've ever ran before. Did it
1: scare you? Literally after I put my card details in, I was like, I've made a mistake. (laughs) You realize you can't press back, back, back and it will take your details out. You've paid for this now. Um, Yeah. One half of me was like, this is a challenge. This is something to see what you're really made of. And the other half of me was thinking, crap, what have I done? Like literally, as I've said before in previous podcasts, I get to the end of the marathon and I'm emotional. I'm crying and I'm at my limit. That is it. I'm feeling really vulnerable. Mm. I've come so far and I'm just like, this is, this is me. This is it. But something in me wanted to see if I could push that a bit further. Fair. Because to me, like when you do a marathon, like people say you kind of, you hit the wall at say maybe mile 20 or something like that. Um, But we're all different. And for me, I kind of have to clamber over the wall like at the halfway point. But I just really wanted to see how much further I could go. So this was it. I thought, yeah, okay, let me do it. I read about the course description. And can I just say, when people say gentle inclines, don't believe them, okay? Like don't believe them we'll, but we'll, we'll leave we, the advice yeah. till
0: the end we're going to get onto that <laughs> we're going to get onto that um so i basically i wasn't able to go which i was really really upset about oh. i was really upset about um so i'm going to leave you to kind of like describe what it was like I wish I was there. Oh, I'm I always know. there. I'm always there, but I know the way of the world kind of spoiled that. I felt um, away, but I knew it wasn't your fault. It was it wasn't was my fault. Her. Yeah. For for full transparency, one had to self isolate. Mm. <laughs> Did I have coronavirus? No, I didn't. Mm. Um, but because of how it worked, I had to stay home. Yeah. Um, so that was really poo because it then messed up the fact that I could have gone and joined my sister for parts of the route, yeah, as planned. Um, but hey-ho, that's how it went. So talk to us a little bit about the start and how you felt, just the beginning, getting down to, because you started at Horsham.
1: Yeah, we started, um, I think it's Crisis Hospital School in Horsham, yeah. So basically, this was a point-to-point race. So it wasn't out and back again. Um, Started in Horsham, ended in Brighton. Um, But what happened was the race organisers put on coaches from Brighton up to the start in Horsham. Of course, you could go straight to Horsham. But um, as Brighton is such a, a hub and a main point for a lot of people... Um, most I would say most of the field um, chose to get the coach from Brighton up to Horsham so that's what I did um, went into a hotel Friday night got settled and got the bus uh, from Brighton up to Horsham at 6 45 in the morning Uh, It's a nice morning, nice and clear. But you know when you wake up and you feel the heat and you know it's going to be a hot day. Yeah, you just know
0: instantly. Yeah. I was (laughs)
1: like, shit. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I've seen the weather reports, but actually feeling it yourself on the day, you're just kind of like mentally, I have to prepare for this. And here I am. I've got to do it regardless of the weather. So yeah um went down got the bus um it was covid secure in that the bus the buses weren't full they had four or five buses and people were sitting in like one seat then two would be empty then another seat and then another two would be empty so the bus was at I would say 40 50 capacity so it wasn't it wasn't full at all um yeah and we were all spaced out nicely um and everyone kind of did their social distancing bit which was fine so we got up to the start and it was in that beautiful building with real toilets no port loos. well actually they did have loos, but nobody
0: used them i mean to be fair if people's going to be running that far at mm. least give them a little bit of niceness now yes yeah at least give them a little bit of luxury exactly like proper toilet paper and not and having everything. to like you know well this is what I do when you go <laughs> when <laughs> when you're racing and you got to use a portaloom you know, it's got that, like, gear stick thing as the flusher. Yeah. I kick it. <laughs> yeah, I don't touch I it. I don't touch it. I'm not putting my hands... <laughs> oh, no. I kick it with my foot. Or get a bit of tissue and go... Mm. No, no, because I'm still using my hand. <laughs> you don't use it Oh, yeah. We don't wear shoes in the house. So if, if yeah. I get, like, portaloo germs on my shoe, it's not like being carried around the house. <laughs>
1: portly germs yeah, on man. my
0: shoe. Give that thing one <laughs> kick. <laughs>
1: Sometimes it's a bit stiff, though. Yeah. It's so like... you like,
0: so you put your heel on it and you like dig. Like, oh, there's a technique. Yeah, you got to use techers. For I this. must learn. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna ask you a question now. Okay. Which, for some people, might be like, oh, "What you mean?" Mm. Um, for others, you'll probably understand why I'm gonna ask this question. Okay. Um, firstly, when you got to Christchurch and you kind of looked around, yeah. Um, because I know for me, especially races that I haven't done before or distances that are new to me. So again, okay, let's say for example marathon at this point, because mm-hmm. half marathons kind of like whatever for me now. Um, and I look around, there's a little bit of nerves and stuff. So how did yeah. you feel? And also, how many black people were there? Okay, and that's I- just what you wanted to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that's, that's just what I wanted to say. Okay. And the reason why, before anyone's like, oh my God, what's she asking that question for? There, there's a reason why I asked this question. And the reason is when you are the minority, especially in experiences like that, mm-hmm. I mean, you can agree with me or disagree with me or say whatever now, but I, I feel like I really feel it. And I feel like it's it's very, very obvious. And it gets to a point where sometimes you're actually looking for other people that look like you. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like a reassurance thing. It's like, okay, I'm not alone. Um, and it's the reason why, I don't know if I've spoken about this on the podcast before, but I've definitely told people this. When I ran Jamaica half marathon for the first time, and I was at the start. I looked around and I, I just burst into tears. Aww. And the reason why I was so emotional was because it was the first time that I'd, I'd looked around at an experience like that and saw people that looked like me. And I, I didn't you weren't feel... weren't in the
1: minority. I, I weren't
0: in the minority. I didn't feel out of place. I didn't feel like people were looking at me as like, what, like why are you here? Mm. And it's funny. I mean, I'm really jumping around here. But even the thought of people looking at you, like why are you here? Mm -hmm. Um, Swim them crew P, he went to, I think we've mentioned them on the podcast before. Yes. But he went to go and do a triathlon somewhere. I I believe in the UK. Right. And he rolled up in his car with his people, a few of them and they were questioned, why are you here? By who? By, by, by officials? I guess the officials or wow. people in the race or whatever. The question then was like, what are you doing here, mate? And he was like, what do you mean, what am I, what am I doing here? What, what's happening now? There's a on. That's yeah. what I've come to do. So it's even that thought of like, people don't maybe believe that we do these things or that mm. yeah, we're into these things. And, and therefore they, they do look at us a bit funny, like, oh, what's she doing here? Mm-hmm. Oh, can she do it? Or like, do you know what I mean? Yes. So... Back to my questions. How did you feel at the beginning when you was at Christchurch? Bearing in mind you was by yourself. Yeah. Um, you was not there with anyone, and also how many black people were there? Or how many people of colour, let's say?
1: Okay. Well, it's quite a bit to unpack. Yes. But before
0: <laughs> I get into it,
1: and it's a valid question. It is a valid question. And I hope that um whoever you are, you can understand what Vinny's just said and what I'm about to say because it is a thing um okay so in the US we would not look out of place I mean the US is a very big place and I love to watch trail videos and running videos and it seems to me that in the US it's very inclusive in terms of the different people you see you see people of asian descent you see people say like african american you see white people you see everybody whoever i've forgotten you see them in america bringing it home now and answering your question how did i feel whenever you're in a space as a let's say depending on what your um what the breakdown you would use as a black woman or a person of color, you feel who you are when you're in a space where you are in a minority. You feel it. And I know people use the term like snowflake and all that. And you're a bit like, oh, it's not that. It's it's something that you can't explain, but you feel it. No one said anything to you. No one's given you any looks but you definitely feel they who may you be. are. <laughs> they may be behind your back or whatever. I didn't experience anything, mm. but I definitely knew and felt that I was in a, a minority. So that's my feeling. Do those feelings ever hold me back? No, because at the end of the day, kind of going off on a tangent here, but sometimes you have to be the change you want to see.
0: Mm -mm.
1: so when I do races and I do things and I'm kind of the yeah what do you call it the quote-unquote only one I'm like okay well there's space for me there's space for everyone so how did I feel yes I definitely felt who I was I felt my color and everything while I was there Um, you asked about how many people of color were there there were three of us (laughs) three um, there was me obviously a black man and a lady i would say of asian descent um and that was it that was it
0: <laughs> so
1: yeah small 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 small
0: do you think it if you if you saw for example could you say there was a black man mm mm-hmm. but if you saw another black woman Uh at the start. How do you think that would have made you feel?
1: (sighs) It would have made me feel like, ah, because you know, like when you go somewhere and you see another black person, there's just this thing. It's like a, it's like a report. It's just
0: like an air, it's just an energy.
1: And it's funny. I don't think,
0: I'm not sure.
1: Um, I don't think I'm not sure if my white friends have that say if they're in a kind of space where they're in a minority and they see another white person and they're like hey hi hey but when we're in that situation we gravitate towards that person we don't know them we could be from totally different walks of life but when we see each other there's this hey hi how you doing um There's been times when I've been out on a long run and I'm way, way out in the country, like deep in the country where I know it's not a diverse group of people that live there. And one time I didn't have my glasses and I saw this lady and I thought, oh, yeah, it is a black lady. And she was waving like crazy to me across. Hey, sis. Hi. And I was like, hi. I'm out of breath, you know, (laughs) sweating like a
0: you know what but do you think that do you think that's like an acknowledgement of the fact that you know you're both feeling the same thing as being like that only one
1: funny enough in that kind of
0: 5 second exchange
1: it feels deeper than that mm. 5 seconds or however long it was that exchange i mean yes we were both out running i've seen many people out running but this woman that and that exchange You feel it. I felt it. I don't know if it was the fact that she was like, wow, there's another runner, number one. There's another runner and she's black like me. Or there's another person struggling like me. It felt, it feels deeper than that. And I don't know how I could explain it. It's like, you know, like your intuition or West Indian people say your spirit, what you feel like, if you're in a situation or you see someone, you're like, I'm not too keen on that person. Like, my spirit doesn't take to them. Like, when you're in this situation and you see another person, it's just kind of like a a spirit, kind of like a feeling. This small exchange, however small it is, you definitely feel it. I don't know if anyone can kind of understand what I'm trying to say, but like I said, my mind's like a spider so... <laughs> It's a lot to unpack, like I said.
0: (laughs) So, you've obviously sorted out your bag. You've gone toilet. Mm -hmm. And then the race begins. How are you feeling? And talk us through, like, where you ran and your journey. So, let's let's go. Right. At the beginning, I must admit, I was a
1: a bit shaken. Because, well, so we get off the buses, go to the loo. Um... You put your your additional stuff in the bag drop. If you've got food, you give it to the stewards and they'll put it at the checkpoint for you. Um, I had my own nutrition that I was going to carry with me so I could eat as I go whenever I wanted to. And I put my stuff in. And I don't know if a lot of people didn't turn up, but the announcer was calling everyone. So she said, basically, if you're due to race it, line up on the cones because again it had to be COVID secure so there were cones in sections of three so you had to stand by the dots and then three people would go off so it was a staggered or staged start it got to 8.15 because I was due to go at 8.28 at 8.15 she said okay if you're ready to run just line up and go. Mm -hmm. Now in my mind, that's not supposed to happen. In my mind, I'm going at 8.28, like everything is, my senses were heightened, um, the adrenaline was going and that just little kick out of what should have happened kind of set me off. It's kind of like when you're driving to a race, uh, you've got your ways or... Any other um, road mapping is available, of course, Any on your other phone. Any navigational advice. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah, navigational device. And a car breaks down in front of you or they're doing road works. You know you'll make it in time. But that feeling in your chest where you're just like, I need to get to the race. I need to get there now. Yeah, I need that to wasn't
0: ju- supposed to happen. That wasn't
1: supposed to happen. Right. So that really kicked me out of my mindset and it threw me off because... They called me forward and said, you ready to go? And I wanted to say no, but I looked behind me and there was a couple of people milling about waiting for friends. So I was like, yeah, okay, I'm ready to go. And then we'd like move up in stages and we got to the front and the two guys next to me set off and the guy said, you can go now, love. And I was like, what now? He said, yeah, you're with those guys. You lined up with them, off you go. And I went, oh, okay. (laughs) And he burst out laughing. So off I went at a gentle pace because I had my strategy. Um, A lot of the time I hear, don't compete, complete. I'm not competing with anyone. I'm not on those levels. But my goal was to finish it, whether it took me a long time, whether I had to crawl over the finish line, my goal was to complete it. So I took off at a reasonable pace and... We went out of the school and then it was straight into the trail. Um, I had done some trail training, but it didn't replicate to what I experienced on race day. Why? Um, well, I just went through a field like <laughs> where I live, so I was like, Ooh, trails. <laughs> "Oh, trails!" My God! But there's trails and there's trails. We're talking loose stones, we're talking tree roots, we're talking bits of brick, we're talking about midges, flies, I don't know, mosquitoes, um, cow pat, uh, dogs, uh, just nature trying to attack you while you're just trying to go about your business, and I wasn't prepared for that, um, yeah
0: yeah it's funny that because (laughs) well you say nature but I mean this is kind of this can happen anywhere but Mm. um obviously because I couldn't be with Nat I would occasionally like every few hours just phone her to see where she was at yeah that was lovely there was one point I know she was Proper feeling it because I was like, okay, I'm gonna go now. And she's like, you stay, <laughs> stay, stay with me. Just stay with me. Like, stay oh you with, with me. me. Oh, God. I was like, <laughs> okay, so she's dying. I've got to stay with her. Great. Yeah. Um, and then I just heard, oh, my God. Is that your dog? <gasps> yeah. <laughs> no, I don't do well with <gasps> Yeah. And you were like, why are you
1: saying sorry to her for? Why are you saying sorry to yeah, her for?
0: <laughs> handle your dog,
1: bro. So basically, The path was shared (laughs) with um, pedestrians, Um, people out walking their dogs. There were people out on mountain bikes. So I'm just
0: about to cut you right here. Okay. So like in a traditional, I say traditional, but like a race, like a marathon or a 10K or a half marathon, the roads or the the route is closed. So for this, the route yes. there was no route closure, right? Road closure, trail closure. There was none of that. Nope. So it, I guess, it was almost like doing the virtual kind of in that, like it was just yeah, <laughs> it's just out there. It's just out there.
1: Like at one point, we, um, we went through a field of cows and one of them gave me a dirty look. I said, That's it. That one is gonna end me today. (laughs) The way the cow looked at me, like I was so scared. And I said to the runner next to me, Are we supposed to go from Well this
0: is another thing. (laughs) And it was like, Yeah, don't worry. In terms of navigation, how did that work then? Because again, if in like a a normal race setting where Mm -hmm. there's road closures or you just know where to go because there's there's a load of runners. You just follow the pack. You just follow the arrows on the floor. Yes. How did you navigate this one?
1: Okay, well, you know, and anyone that drives with me knows that my sense of direction is trash. And it Bloody was... awful. Yeah, it is awful. And it was a worry for me. I must admit, um, they had a downloadable um, tracker thing where you could chart your route through an app i downloaded it on my phone but then you i realized you had to pay for it and i was just kind of like right how am i going to pay for it now i've got my card like what's going on i don't um, have time don't
0: you have android pay because you don't have an, an apple an iphone you know could have used I, um, apple pay if you had an iphone is there a, an equivalent on android <laughs> moving on what <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about what's this paying thing <laughs>
1: I sound like mum. What's
0: that? Oh,
1: God. How'd you do it? Oh, God. (laughs) So, yeah, you had to download this thing. And I was really nervous because at the start, they actually announced, oh, the changes we put on the GPS. Do not follow them. Follow the arrows. So back to your question. There were arrows all along the course. If it was pointing ahead, it was just straight. If you didn't see anything for a couple of miles, that indicates to you to just go straight. What I worried about, which I've heard before on various um, YouTube videos, is that disgruntled members of the public where you might have to share the path with, May turn the arrows <gasps> the other no way. way. Yes, I've seen a trial video. Look at these
0: demons.
1: Exactly. I rebuke you.
0: Look at these demons. Yes. How dare you? Exactly.
1: Exactly. So awful. People dare can you? sometimes people be so, so awful. Exactly. Exactly. <gasps> exactly. You
0: could have ended up like me in Chipstead Valley.
1: <laughs> I could have ended up in Chipstead Valley. <laughs> exactly. Oh my God. So, uh, That was in my mind as well. But you've got to keep your mind right. They were fastened on securely because I actually checked one of them because I thought to myself, if I get lost, who am I going to call? Like, what am I going to do? And the field was thinning out at points because obviously there were people that were more experienced than me. And let's just be real. They were faster than me. Mm. So they just blew past me. And I was like, I don't know how far the next person behind me is. Obviously, everybody in front of me is gone. So I just need to focus on the arrows. Um, So, yeah, that was the only way you knew. So if someone had defaced one of the signs or pulled them off, we would have been in trouble.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Yes. Um, Yeah. Uh, It was through the South Downs, so most of it was on trail, most, I would just say it's a trail race. Um... And part of it was a disused railway line, I think, um, through West Grinstead, because we know of East Grinstead. Um, and there's part of an old train carriage there as well, which was really beautiful. I wanted to take a picture of it, I'm but gonna I didn't. i stop you there.
0: Can anyone mm. just go there? Because I'd love to go there. Is it just like yeah, open?
1: it's open. And at one point we ran under the arch, which was like where the train would go through. And there's actual pieces of track there. Oh my God.
0: God, that's I want to go back,
1: so we should. Should we go back?
0: Let's oh my go god back. should we do like a, a trail a trail run? We, like, we should. Can I mean, I'm, we're not dri- we're not running all the way from down it all the way over there. No. I know it won't be as long, but I'm not going to do it. Mm. Um,
1: <clears> but <throat> I totally
0: love. Let's drive, yeah, and then park up, and then go for like a little. It would little be trot. fantastic, and
1: then we can it's have beautiful. we can go and have like coffee and stuff. It would be lovely. Wouldn't that be cute? It would be cute because there were. Do you know what? It was a couple of like little huts and coffee places, and I was like, oh, "Stop off for a cheeky croissant. Oh my god, oh, let's do no, it! I
0: can't. Let's do we it. Should.
1: We should. See, you're thinking like me now. Let's just do that thing. Yes, let's do it.
0: I mean, <laughs> in comparison to let's just do a fifty-kilometer ultra. Yeah, this is nowhere near as wild and crazy yeah because we can I'm jump spontan- back in the car <laughs> i'm spontaneous but what's what's that um what's that saying that i'm uses mm. like i'm ris- risk risk am a risk assessor or i'm a risk averse or something like that. oh
1: yeah risk averse
0: something like yeah this. So i'm a, i'm a little bit more considered even though like i'm i'm spontaneous at times i'm a little bit more considered with my decision making than you are i know It shows through
1: my life. I just throw it to the wind.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah! And then I'm like, why am I in a mess? Oh my God, (laughs) stop it.
1: Stop it. But yeah, we should definitely do it because it's a beautiful part of Surrey. Um, And parts where we ran weren't too far from where I live. And I did consider... Just going across knows. the motorway and just like getting my thumb out and being like, hey, give me a ride. You know? Know. <laughs> yeah. But um, it's a beautiful part of Surrey. It was a shared path um, going through the South Downs. There were lots of walkers. There were ramblers. We went past golf courses and one guy went to me hello, love, where are you coming from? Come on, chop, chop. And I was like, I can't go any faster. If I don't chop, chop you in your face. Listen, I was going for the golf club, but I thought, no, <laughs> come on, calm down.
0: And then About it was chop, really chop, sweet, chop.
1: though.
0: I'll in, chop, it... chop you in your head, just shush. <laughs> no. no, because you know sometimes, yeah. Yeah, people. It gets to a point in a race with me, and yeah, I maybe say marathon, because half marathons, I don't really feel this, but it gets to a point where it's like, no amount of like, Encouragement. Mm. Or whatever you're nearly there. Help. No, I just you're need not. Everyone to shut up, <laughs> and I just need me to just focus on one yeah. thing. Don't talk to me. Mm. Don't say anything. Don't pat me. Don't touch don't me. Look don't at look at me. me. Just don't do anything. Leave me alone. So, actually, now that we're here, at what point for you did it start getting really, really sticky? Like, did it start getting really <sighs> tough? both physically and mentally
1: physically at mile 18 I think okay um I developed I could feel something on the side of my knee I never had knee pain before and this is the thing about trails as well because we were going up steep hills and there was a lot of um loose debris stones rocks tree roots so you really had to keep your mind focus on where you were putting your feet. On a road race, you just bang it out, you just go. But you've really got to have a heightened sense of yourself and your body when you're trail running. And you have to be mindful of where you're going. And that tired me out so, so much because I kind of like to leave my brain to do the mental strength type of thing, not be like, oh, watch where your feet are going, you know, watch that tree branch, and it really just sapped my energy, so coming down one of the hills, I felt a really sharp pain on the outside of my knee, and when I felt it, it felt a bit spongy, and I was like, oh my gosh, it feels swollen, and I stopped, and I put the, um, the tape around my leg, but I had sunscreen on, scream, sunscreen, <laughs> I had sunscreen, screen on, plus, you know, as a black lady, we have to put moisturizer on our legs because otherwise your legs look ashy and dry, so I had that on as well, so the tape wasn't sticking So I had no support, so I could feel my knee kind of getting bigger and bigger, and I thought, oh no, it's mile 18, I've got a while to go. So going up and down those hills, torture, but this is where the mental strength and the mental toughness came in, and I remember I put a post out... um, saying what I was doing and I have to say a big thank you to Miss Fitris because I did ask people for yeah sending love to you um because I did ask people for any mantras you know any calming words that they could send me and Marissa said beast mode activated steady and forward and her favorite you've trained for this you're stronger with every step So you've trained for this, you're stronger with every step is what I kept trying to rehearse in my head over and Mm. over and over and over again. You're strong, Nat, you can do this, you know, you can do hard things, you can do this and I really had to will myself from mile 18 to the end and it's tough because sometimes you kind of um, practice seeing yourself at the finish line, or I don't know if you're a singer, you practice seeing yourself on stage with all the people out in front of you and you visualize how things are meant to go. Mm. And when things don't go like that, you have to find it somewhere within yourself to keep yourself going and say, look, okay, plan A hasn't worked. Let's go for plan B. Let's go for plan C or whatever and you've you've got to curve your mind to fit your situation and that was so hard because to me mile 18 is very early if it had happened at mile 20 i'll say okay it's like a marathon i've only got what six and a bit to go but from 18 it it was a struggle it was a struggle
0: physically and mentally and also um you were saying or we mentioned that it's not kind of your average race where there's like road closures Mm -hmm. and there's people like volunteers on the side Mm -hmm. so in terms of like being injured yeah what happens what happens in that situation well they did
1: um give emergency contacts but if you think of some of the pictures I posted on Instagram, what ambulance is getting up that hill? Where's the road? <laughs> it's got to be like air ambulance. So you've got to get yourself to the next checkpoint
0: oh or someone got
1: to come out their house and help you. Otherwise you'd lie down there with
0: the cows so there were, and the sheep. There were checkpoints, <laughs> you yes, say. four. Four mm-hmm. over the space of 50 kilometers. Mm-hmm. So that's... If we do maths, I can't do quick maths when I'm under pressure. One was (laughs)
1: 11.2 miles. Yeah. Then the next one was, uh, say like half marathon. Then the next one was slightly further along. And I remember the last one was 42K. Yes, just over 42K. Um. And I got to a checkpoint and I saw a man sitting on the wall and he looked pretty strong, he looked okay. But then I found out later on that he didn't make the next checkpoint in time because you had to make the times at the checkpoints to still stay in the race. He unfortunately didn't do that. I think he got injured and couldn't continue. And the sweeper, the person that comes at the back of the race where everybody's gone, he was like, i'm sorry but you're not gonna make it you're injured if you're between checkpoints you have to physically find your way to get somewhere
0: oh to, just, yeah man, that's not me i'm sorry yeah. I, i'm tapping out because it's 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 all rural I'm it's trail out. imagine imagine you're like it'd be like air ambulance no, I'm or go, something i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do this mm. and then you kind of don't and then you <laughs> well exactly Cause, and then you're just like in the middle of a yeah. bush like praying that you'll see someone like what if your phone dies what if you don't have a phone Exactly. this is all very traumatic you see trail running and trail <laughs> races
1: you have to be on your A game like road r- like you know you're going to run in a petrol station or whatever and there were points where when we were actually oh
0: my God. getting
1: onto the pavement there was I don't know civilization, if you like, there was a petrol station, there was a pub, there was a shop. And at one point there was a McDonald's, I did consider it, but then I thought, no, don't be silly. Um, But most of it, the majority of it was trail. So if you got in trouble on the trail, somebody would have to help you or send out some sort of signal, carry a pigeon, send one of the dogs, with, I don't know, a letter in its mouth. You know, <laughs> there would be trouble. I think there would be trouble. I don't
0: know how they would get you out. So, we've gone through, like, a bit of your journey. We're kind of like mile 18, your knees hurting. Mm. What was the point that you kind of got to civilization, so mm. to speak? Mm-hmm. And kind of like realise that you were close and realise that I can actually finish this? Well, so
1: I need to backtrack slightly. So if you remember, I said the sweeper guy came along and told that guy, you know, he may not miss the, he may not get to the checkpoint because he was injured. This guy was running behind me and he looked so strong and I was like, why don't you pass me, mate? Pass me. I'm not going that fast. And he was just still behind me still behind me and I was like this guy and when I got to the checkpoint um the lady she was ever so nice I wish I'd got her name she's like, hello love how you doing you you look great you've you're well within the time to get to the checkpoint like you've got an hour from now to actually hit this so I was feeling myself I'm like oh yeah thanks and this guy standing next to me I said hi to him and she said, hi how you doing?" And he said, yeah, fine. And having a chat. And she said, oh, did you see many people behind you? And he said, um, he said something to the effect of, well, I'm the sweeper. So I shouted out, no, because <laughs> obviously that means I'm last, right? Because he follows all the runners, the last runner out. So mentally that hit me. But then I thought, you know what? I'm here. I'm doing it. I don't care like if I'm last. So I had to cope with that mentally as well. But then when I got to the next checkpoint, there was a couple of runners there. So I was like, oh, well, let me speed up a bit then. I might not be last after all. But people did get injured. A couple of people did drop out. And how did I feel? How did I know I was close? Okay, so... I saw two other runners and we all kind of made friends and we're going along together and talking. And obviously being to the Caribbean and being to the coast in this country, you know what sea breeze feels like. So I felt a very kind of salty, cold kind of breeze on my shoulder. And I was like, I think we're close because my battery had died on my Garmin, completely dead. And I had my phone in my bag. Um, Cause funny enough, I never run without music, but for this one I did. Oh, did you? Yeah, check me what out. Yes, baby. Wow. You know, I was again. I was so proud of myself. But then I was like, Oh my god, do I actually breathe like that? Wow.
0: Well, it's funny because like, I, there, there, there have there has been a point kind of like in my running journey where mm-hmm. I did stop listening to music mm-hmm. and yeah it, it almost sometimes can be a distraction for good and for bad yeah and actually when you take it away how how much more present you are I found totally and totally very much aware of like things mm-hmm. not just things around you but like inside of you as well so like your thoughts yeah how you're breathing how your heart feels yeah. like just how your body's moving like I think it's I actually really enjoy running without music actually. Yeah,
1: I think um, I'm at that point now because I've heard people talk about it and I'm like, what is this juju you talk of running without music?
0: That's ridiculous. No, I think it but I think it's real. Now really, I know. I really love it. So you're getting you're getting closer and closer to the end now. So yes. you mentioned feeling like the sea breeze. Yeah. What was what was going through your mind at that point? <laughs> feeling like Actually, I'm really close now. Okay. Well, so we ran down into
1: Brighton now, and we're actually on the pier. And we know that the finish is at the far end. And I don't know about you guys, but (laughs) I can only equate it to... (laughs) Sorry. You know, like, when you want to go wee... So, sorry, <laughs> but you're in the car, you're driving, or you're on the bus, or wherever you are. The closer you get to your house is the more the you more want. Urgent, and it's yeah. coming, and you're just like that panic setting in. And you really want to go, but you can't go any faster, and you're panicking. That's kind of how it felt. <laughs> I wanted to get there, but it was still too far. But I was close, but it was still too far. I could see the finish line, but it was still too far. And it was that panic and I really was willing my legs to move and the two runners that I'd made friends with, they both said, are we going to sprint to the finish? Lord have mercy. And I was just like, I can't do it. I can't do it. But then I saw my husband and my daughter and I was like, I shouted their names out and I Oh, did you get it. to
0: see them? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realise you got to see them at the, yeah, the end. Yeah,
1: because they were there. But because they'd been there for a, quite a long time, they were walking around and, you know, and they had their backs to me. And I literally shouted out my daughter's name and she turned around and she went, Mummy! And I wanted to hold oh. her hand and bring her across the finish line with me. But she was a bit too far away and she didn't understand. So my two friends started running and I said, well, i got to be running now. I can't be like at the back. (laughs) So wherever I found it from, that little bit at the end of the tank where you've got to get to the petrol station like ASAP. You've got to get to the toilet like ASAP. I found it and I threw my body over that mat. Is, do
0: you know? And then I said, "Give me my medal, people! Give me my medal!" Do you know what's like really <laughs> funny about that? Is like feeling like you're you're literally dead and you literally have nothing more to give. You find the, it. You find you it. You find it. And I just think that's like such a beautiful metaphor for life it like it is even when things get shit tough you and you're find like, I it. I, like I just can't go through this anymore I can't carry on anymore yeah you will always find your way there's that little and I think bit that, left that's, in reserve. that's one thing that I like I love about running and especially doing races that mm-hmm. it just always reminds me of that yeah I think that's pretty incredible
1: absolutely because I didn't know where I found it from. I don't know if it was seeing my daughter because most of the things I do now as a woman, as a person, because little eyes are watching me. So I try to do things to show my daughter certain things. Yeah. And I don't know if it was seeing her, but where whatever it was, I found it and I threw myself over the line and it was done. The pain by this point, I don't know if it was the adrenaline that kept me going, but literally after I'd picked up my medal and everything and spoken to the volunteers and thanked them profusely for everything they'd done, the pain just hit me like someone slapped me in my head. (laughs) It just came on so hard and so fast. I literally couldn't walk properly. But I have to say, I have to... You see, the sweeper guy like I was with him for a while and then I dashed off ahead of him and then I realized that there were people behind me and I was with him for quite a while and we talked and he was a very experienced runner and he was so kind and so nice his name was Matt and he was brilliant the volunteers fantastic so encouraging so kind so lovely when I told them a couple of them it was my first one, they were like, "Oh my god!" Like calling a friend over, it's their first one. <laughs> they really made a fuss of me, which oh, was nice. lovely, and I didn't feel alone. Do you know what I mean? Because most people were paired up with friends. There were a couple of lone runners, but they really made me feel special. And they were like, "Look, help yourself to whatever you want." Um Again, it was covid secure in that they had lots of hand sanitizer and you pulled your buff up when you went to the aid stations but the volunteers were so wonderful willing to talk to you giving you advice and when I got to the finish line they made us feel that we were first and one lady yeah I wish I'd have got her name she was so lovely and she was like I know we're not supposed to hag, um hag hug but I've had my jabs um can can I just hug you you've done so well I'm so proud of you so of course I start crying Mm. (laughs) and then (laughs) it was just then the people came along and they were like well done and and it was just so emotional and you did it yeah I've still got toenails but one of my feet it's kind of gone a like funny purple color. Oh, Vinny's so cruel. She's my sister, you know, and, and I love her to bits, but she's cruel to me because she won't look at it. I said, do you want to see my toe? She said, no. No,
0: but no, but let's just rewind. I one. want you to
1: see my gammy toe.
0: <laughs> For what reason? I just want to show you it. Why? do you want to say see- Why don't you want to no, show no, no. it? Why? Why do you want to show it to me?
1: Because I want you to know how I'm feeling. So
0: baby I have an understanding of how you're feeling without having to look at that toe. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, I had trouble
1: getting into the car because my, my leg was really bad. I had to take some ibuprofen and lots of ice on it. The swelling's gone down. I can walk properly now. I'm feeling much better. Um... I've just been trying to do natural things, going for walks, a bit of stretching, no foam rolling, no gun thingy. Um, I don't know. Other people have other methods of recovery, but I try to stay on my feet as much as I can, walk around a bit, and I feel like I'm recovering. But you know what? Ask me if I'd do it all again.
0: All right then, so would you do it again? Is the first question. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You would. Yes. Why?
1: Oh, I don't know. Um, I actually liked it. Um, It showed me my minerals. It showed me what I'm about. It showed me like we spoke about before. That little bit of something you've got. You can use and propel yourself forward. I kind of know what I'm made of now, and I'm made of some tough stuff. Mm-hmm. you you have to be like, I've always felt a bit wishy-washy and not very strong mentally. Um but this showed me that I can be mentally tough. I can be mentally strong and I can will myself to do something. Because it sounds dramatic, but my body kind of gave up on me, but my mind never gave up on me. So I had to kind of make my brain tell my body what to do. And because as human beings, we're kind of wired for comfort. If you're feeling a certain way or you're doing something, you're like, you know what, I just want to go and lie down. It's the whole kind of like Netflix and chill. I don't want to do anything. I just want to lie down and I want to have a good time. And when your body gets to the point where it's saying, I'm tired, I don't want to go anymore. I want to lie down. Then your brain has to say, no, you're going to do what I tell you to do. You're going to do it and you do it. Um. So, yes, I would do it again. Um. Because now I feel that I would be better equipped to strategize. Um, I'd probably look at my nutrition more seriously. I'd probably look at race gear more seriously. And when I say that, I mean, yes, I was dressed appropriately for the weather. But I was wearing a backpack rather than kind of one of those vests. Um and in a way, it's kind of not my fault, I have to say, because I did go to a well-known sports shop, a cheaper one, shall we say. And I tried on those vests with the pockets. And if you know me, I'm quite <laughs> big on top. So I tried on one of those vests and yeah, I could do it up, but I couldn't breathe. And then <laughs> on top of breathing, you've got those two like... um pouches for the water so it's booby on top of pouches and I kind of jumped up and down in the sports shop on the spot and it just looked a mess and it felt a mess and I thought those um the bladders were empty and I imagined myself running having these two bladders in the front pockets filled with water and the weight that carries on my front and I've got enough on me front already so I thought no so I think I would uh, maybe pay a good amount of money to get a proper running vest, um, maybe proper so why, socks. So
0: why not the backpack then?
1: Well, the backpack. Because it was like,
0: the, it's the bladder backpack, no? Yeah. So why, what What wasn't good with that? My nutrition, my food.
1: So, I was having to take the backpack off or swivel it round to the front oh, to so, open it to so get things access, out. That access. Quick
0: access. It wasn't that great yeah, for access. Exactly.
1: Okay. So, I would revisit that. Um, mentally, I was prepared, yes. I think maybe I'd look at doing more strength work because, again, if it's trails. Um, Lots of work involving knees, ankles, you know, maybe some weight resistance just to kind of toughen those areas up to deal with the impact. But having said that, not all 50 Ks are trails. So maybe I would do a road one, maybe a flatter course. But yes, I would definitely do it again if you did it with me. Laying down the challenge.
0: No, do you know what? (laughs) I'll be I'll be honest. I think it's so inspirational. Like, I think maybe I'm getting sprinkles or a taste of like Mm -hmm. how when used to see me doing my thing, being like, "Oh, that's so cool!" Like, yeah, so proud, so proud of you. So (laughs) I I feel I feel like I'm feeling the same way. I'm like, oh my god, like. She did it and she did it by herself. Yeah. And she thought she wasn't going to make it. It's like some action movie. They weren't going to make okay. it. Oh, The odds you, were against them. The odds her. were against them. But she did it. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, it's super inspirational. And I feel like, oh, my God, like, my sister did that. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'll be honest. Like, I'm not, I'm not against the idea of a 50K. I'm not against mm. it. Um, put it this way, way but definitely definitely with company yes um, yes absolutely with company and also not this year maybe not even next year mm. or if it is next year towards the end of the year because I wouldn't want to do it, I wouldn't want to do it in the summer yeah I mean yeah. nice weather yes but not the heat was it was quite something it was
1: really intense and when you think about it when you're running or doing anything for a long period of time, it's like the conditions are intensified. So you think it's hot if it's a regular day, you're walking to the bus stop or you're walking down the road or you're doing a bit of shopping. But you're out on your feet for a very, very long time. So the conditions are double, triple what they would be under normal circumstances. Yeah. So, yeah, it's tough, but. I loved it. I would do it again with company, obviously revisiting the things that I've just spoken about in terms of race gear, uh flatter course. Um yeah, I, I would
0: do it again. So for um with you. <laughs> with me. <laughs> Not forgetting <laughs> that bit. Yeah. Um so for anybody else who, like me, has been inspired by you doing this. Oh, bless you. What advice would you give them for maybe searching their first 50K mm. and even completing their first 50K? Okay. um,
1: Be totally honest with yourself on where you are in terms of fitness. Um... When I was running along with someone, we were just talking and I was asking her why she preferred um, 50Ks to marathons. And she was saying about the walking aspect. You can walk and, you know, nobody kind of looks at you funny and you haven't really got to peg it. You can It's all about pacing and strategy, which it is in a way in a marathon, um, but this is more intense. And I think... You have to be honest with yourself as to where you are in your fitness journey. So if you're thinking about it, think of what you've done before. I think you've got to have quite a strong running or walking uh, background or something behind you where you can stay on your feet for that longer period. Um The 50K races aren't going to disappear. So if you don't do it this year, aim for next year. Take your time because training and consistency is key. Um, You can bang out a 5K or a 10K, half marathon even with limited training. You know, you see you people on YouTube all the time. Oh, I've done a half marathon and I only did like one run a week in training or sometimes none at all. But when it comes to a 50K, you've got to be consistent with your training. I don't think I could stress that enough. So if you're not ready for it now, be honest with yourself and maybe plan it for the future. Um Because I don't think you can get away with not doing any training for this, honestly, whether it's a flat course uh, on a road race, no trails, you've really got to commit to this. This is a commitment that you've got to stick to. So I would say. If you want to do it, just think of where you are now, Um, choose something quite far in the distance that you think you can kind of work towards. And maybe get yourself a training plan and be realistic in what you can accomplish. Because when I first went into this, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to run six days a week. We all have lives. Some of us have children, some of us may not, but we've all got commitments. So be really realistic about what you can achieve in training. Because remember, the training is all the background work that you need to do to get you to the start line um so yeah that's my advice really but don't be put off by it do it but be sensible about it i would say
0: cool yeah well thank you thank you for sharing this with
1: us and if anyone wants look i'm no expert but if anyone wants any tips or any advice feel free Comment on the socials. I'll just stop there.
0: Oh, <laughs> just stop. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, speak with a little bit more conviction, love. Okay. You're a 50K so, ultra marathoner. Hey.
1: Yeah. So if anyone wants any more tips, advice, or <laughs> anything like that, you can contact me or us on the socials. At relatively fit pod,
0: okay. Oh my god, that was so good! Can you do that every time we record? No,
1: it's because I'm I'm feeling good at the moment. My toes aren't hurting. My toes that you
0: won't look at aren't hurting at the moment. There's no need for me to look at them. Yes, but yeah, do like drop us a DM. Yes. Um, Nat mentioned that I handle the social media we both do so any one of us can pick it up <laughs> one better than the other Oh, whatever <laughs> um so yeah let's chat at relatively fit pod on the instagram or on our personals at vinnie narelle and you you won't even remember yours do you remember yours no she doesn't i'm nah, not even just
1: just click on the links in the picture and you find oh me oh my god yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: I can't I don't know I can't I think we should go now
1: I'm just here for the (laughs) lols
0: sorry I'm going
1: I'm not feeling well okay Bye. (laughs) bye love
0: you bye